0: Well, hello, everyone. This is Dr. Eileen, and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So um, first off, to remind everybody, I for the premiere of the episode, premiere of the YouTube episode, I am in the chat room live. So if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can post them there, and uh, I can answer them while the episode's uh, being broadcast. For those of you who are on Blog Talk Radio, you can leave a comment if you have one at the end of the episode, and I will be happy to respond to it in the next episode. So uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you for this, you know, know, co-managed journey into grounding. And honestly, there's been, it's funny how when a topic comes up, it's very often that things will come up in my life that really kind of direct towards that. So um, yeah, there's been a lot of grounding issues going on. Uh, I live up on a mountain up in the Santa Cruz Mountains. For those of you who don't know California, it's in California and it's these mountains that are like right before where the ocean is. And um, we have been having a high fire risk because it's been very dry air with very high winds. So that means that PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, decides that, well, in order to avoid the risk of a tree knocking down a power line, they cut off all the power. So I've actually had no power at home for about four days now, and it doesn't look like it's coming on anytime soon. And it's interesting because at first, the idea of having no internet and then no electricity and all of that, it's like, oh my gosh, this is just really bad. And after a while, after a few days, it's interesting how you just kind of fall into the pattern of it. It's like, all right, you know, I, I mean, thank God for gas stoves. I just, you know, I can manually light it and I can still cook on my cooktop. And, you know, do that. It's just that once it gets dark, basically, okay, it's bedtime. And I have found that that is a, you know, it it seems to be a very relaxing time now where I just kind of, all right, I don't have any choice. I can't check my emails. I can't do any of these things. So I'm just going to sit and be. And I've been meditating. I've been reading. And, you know, it's just... It's interesting when you can put grounding into practice, because grounding isn't always just agitated by people. It can be agitated by circumstances that you can't control. And a, a, something that blacks out the whole top of a mountain is something you can't control. And it doesn't mean just because you can't control it that it automatically has to control you. So by going into that practice, the grounding practices of stillness, a lot of times that can get us through some very, very difficult you know situations that might take us out of our place of balance that will take us out of our place of grounding. So kind of as a part of the overview for this month, um, it's really you know going back to the foundation, grounding, brings you to your core self it brings you back into your state of your true self your balanced self that does not respond to all the little weirdness and whatever going on so when we go into those practices of grounding first you need to confirm what grounding means to you Because what grounding means to you may not be the same as what it means to someone else. So if somebody is telling you, oh, you need to do this, this, and this to be grounded, well, maybe you do and maybe you don't. So make sure that what you're being told, what is being brought to you, is in alignment with your beliefs about grounding because it's important that this be your process. This isn't someone else's process and their process may work great for them. My process works great for me, but that doesn't mean that my process is automatically gonna work for you. So make sure you define what that means, what that feels like, what that looks like for you to be in a grounded space. Then it's figuring out those tips and techniques in order to be able to uh, get yourself there we talked about meditation using stones and how wonderful stones are for teaching that sense of grounding especially river stones because they have that added element of letting everything go by and letting everything flow off so that ability to just let things go as they flow away from you and stay in your grounded space that that is a wonderful way to sort of train your mind if, if your vision of grounding is just earth, solid, detached, and, and you know just kind of autonomous to what's going on around you. If that's your vision of grounding, then yes, stones are excellent. They're wonderful for it. Now, some people maybe ground differently. Maybe it's a slightly lighter sensation of just kind of being dispersed. Well, in that way, you can utilize water and you can utilize air in how you breathe. And with water, remember we talked about the fact that the temperature of the water depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for something to take you out of, you know, let's say you want to kind of break an energetic process that you're in, then you can drink cold water because that kind of shocks the system and brings it back in and brings you into your physical body. It brings you into a physical sensation, which takes you out of the spiritual and energetic. Or uh, you can drink warm water if you just want to, you know, have sort of that comfortable, settled feeling. Drink water that's about your body temperature. So, you know, you would call it tepid. So just like that warm water, just warm enough to match you, So as you come in, you're just aware of the sensation of the water coming into your body. You can also ground with air, and and most people don't consider this because they think that air is like, you know, up and, you know, very ethereal. You know, they think of higher levels of consciousness when they think of air. But the thing is, by using your breathing, you can be able to ground. You can take a deep breath in for four, hold for four, and then exhale for eight. And often just doing that a few times will allow you to go into a very centered, grounded place. You become very aware of your own energy. And you know in some cases, grounding, the focus is dampening down all the energy, dampening down things like empathy, reducing your connection to what's around you, um, in a way kind of finding an eye of the storm and the idea of utilizing air utilizing your breathing can either you know it can be used to take you into an you know an, another state of consciousness a higher state of consciousness or by doing your breathing in a very deliberate way it brings your attention once again it brings your attention into the physical it brings your awareness when you take your awareness away from everything else and then you just focus on what it is that you're doing focusing on your body focusing on what your physical experience is and often that's a very 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 grounding thing so you know once again start off with what does grounding look like to you what does it feel like when you've achieved grounding or what do you envision it feeling like then based on that figure out what it is that will put you into a grounded state um for some people eating is grounding because you know it's it's a physical thing and essentially grounding is very much about really honing in on you and what you're doing and what you're feeling And if grounding, you know, if eating something, you know, sometimes I've known people who, you know, when they need to be grounded, they'll eat something sour because that is a very physical experience. All of their awareness goes into that and it takes it away from, you know, anything else. So, you know, figure out what that means for you, what it looks like, and then decide what it is that will take, what process will take you into that state the easiest, Um, For some, it's listening to whale song. Or for some, it's some will, you know, be kind of activated by whale song while others are grounded by it. And we talked about crystals where essentially, I mean, and there are some crystals that are good at grounding. And often crystals, their nature is to activate. It's to accelerate. It's to magnify and intensify, whether it's healing or um, spiritual energy or, you know, whatever. So that's why I will often turn to stones more than crystals. But, you know, if a crystal has a very grounding effect on you, has a very clearing effect on you, go for it. And the idea of what it is, I mean, and it doesn't have to be, even if it's, you know, a stone that normally has other properties, If for you, that particular stone works in a particular way, you know, someone says like, oh, well, you know, don't use quartz because it'll do this, it'll do that. Well, if you have a quartz crystal that you hold and it helps you feel grounded, that's your spiritual contract with that quartz. Don't worry about it. Whatever works, go for it. So, you know, it may be listening to certain sounds. It may be listening to... Um, you know, natural sounds, uh, maybe it's white noise, whatever it is that works for you, go for it. So we went from there to a discussion of, okay, now that you're grounded, how do you stay grounded when other people get involved? And it really is, you know, that's one of the, the tricky points. And like I said, you know, at the beginning, um, having your power cut off for four days, it's not that it's one person doing it but it's an event, it's a circumstance. So whether it's a person or whether it's a circumstance, the idea of whether or not you can stay grounded is entirely up to you. You know, we don't get to say it's like, oh, well, they kept me from being grounded. Nope, grounding is your job or grounding is my job. Grounding is our job. It is a personal responsibility. So if something takes you out of your grounded place and you can't get back into it, that's actually very good because then it shows you where you can improve your grounding it shows you oh wow you know when you know when this particular person comes walks into the room i lose my ability to ground well then that means that you need to explore what story is attached to them what is the relationship there that takes you out of your place of personal authority So take a look at it. It's those things that challenge us are the places where we have the potential to learn so much more. So when you're dealing with people and, you know, not everybody views grounding at the same. Maybe you have a grounding practice that someone really doesn't resonate with either a friend or a family member, and they're probably going to try to change your mind. They're probably going to say, it's like, well, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? Because that's what works for them. And that's what they're comfortable with. So really check in, you know, is it something worth investigating? You know, there's always a new way to do something, but if what they're suggesting does not resonate with you, you need to be able to with with full personal authority. And the thing is we don't have to get mad at situations like that, because I, I work with a lot of people like, oh man, you know, this person, they said I should follow their tradition. And it really irritated me. And it's like, okay, why did it irritate you? Well, because they were saying theirs was better than mine. It's like, well, theirs is better for them than yours. But why does that evoke the emotion? Why does that evoke a defensiveness? Because when we, we like what we do, when we do what we do, we don't like other people mucking with it. So view it. If there's something valid in it, okay. If there's not, let it go. That's not your way. That's theirs. So when people try to, you know, break up that sense of balance for us, we just need to stay in our place because a part of grounding, as I said, it's you and your core self. It's you finding your true self. So go into that space don't give anyone else permission to take you out of your happy place or your grounded place they have no power over your eye of the storm or how you manage it and remember the eye of the storm is not permanent you know grounding is a place we can go i don't think i mean and i could be wrong i do not believe that it is a state that we can stay in permanently. And I don't think it's meant to be that. Grounding is our way of regrouping, getting our feet back under us, settling ourselves down and not, you know, getting all wrapped up in, you know, the minutia of it has to be perfect. Nothing has to be perfect. Even grounding, grounding at its best is not perfect. It simply is a state of being. And it's just one of many states of beings that you'll encounter and that you'll deal with. It's a rest point. It's a spot to, you know, be able to kind of catch your thoughts and gather yourself. So, and, you know, just settle. Settle your energy in that grounded space. That's, that's where you can settle your energy. So, overall, you know, grounding is is your... Whatever you want it to be. It's whatever you look for. It's that place of, you know, just getting a chance to take a breath. And you can use breath, you can use stones, you can use water, whatever works for you. Allow your intuition to tell you what needs to happen or how that process works. And, you know, it's a fluid thing, it's a living thing. As you grow and change, as your ability to ground grows and changes, As the challenges you have to grounding change, so will your techniques. Maybe you need grounding at, you know, level one, and other days you need grounding at level 10. So you figure out what that means. And if you need help, please feel free to contact me. And I hope that this has been beneficial for those of you who have difficulty grounding. um, Just... It's okay. You can't get this wrong. It's just experiment. Try it out. But first and foremost, decide what grounding is to you. Because once you know your destination, it makes it a lot easier to figure out how to get there. So, thank you for joining me. And thank you for participating in this process. Uh, We will be starting uh, November next week. And so I will have the topic by then. And we've just got November and December, and then we will have completed a year of teaching and you will actually have completed a year of spiritual study. Congratulations. So um, if you like this video, if it resonated with you, please hit like, Uh, feel free to comment. Uh, For those of you on Blog Talk Radio, again, feel free to comment. And also, I invite you to visit the YouTube page and actually see the episode, and the link is in your descriptions. And for both, if you would like to support this channel in a bigger way, then you can go to the Patreon link, which is... um, it's a site to allow me to ask for support, and for people, for as low as two dollars a month, you can support this channel and help it grow. And you know, and and I apologize for last week. Talk about a risk to grounding. I did all my editing. I got everything done. I got every, I had everything perf- perfect. Then when I downloaded it into YouTube, I downloaded the episode that. The, the first episode as opposed to the edited one. So I'm sorry if it was missing all the cool stuff that, you know, that this one will have. But again, you know, once I realized that that's what I had done, it was too late to do anything about it. So I just had to practice like, all right, ground, let this go, move on. So, um, thank you for joining me. And if, if you're on YouTube and you, like the videos, then please subscribe and you can share the videos. So I will see you next week. And until then, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and class dismissed.